But the big dog, big dog ball talk. Big dog ball talk. What's going on, Jordan? It's Matt Eichel Jordan Fleetle. Back with another big episode of Big Dog Ball Talk podcast. I mean, Jordan, we've been on a hold lately. Uh, what are you, you going to contribute this to? Me, mostly, probably, I'm assuming, to be fair. Uh, definitely you. Um, mm-hmm. And especially, I, I like where you're going with the smooth the smooth delivery tonight. Because mm-hmm. you're going to be quiet. It's going to be too loud for you. <laughs> For your co-workers, understandable, mm-hmm. but... Uh, NPR style, uh, yeah. Yeah, very nice. I'll, I'll, I'll have to bring the energy tonight for once, um, but uh, I'm comfortable doing it. But uh, in terms of our success, yeah, I'm like 90% you, Matt. I, I hop on mm-hmm. every once in a while, um, you know, with some some pretty accurate takes most of the time. So a little bit me, but but definitely you. You should, you know, give yourself a round of applause. And top 10% of the world in doing the worm, uh, if you wanted to bring that up. Uh, That's you know, true. If anyone doesn't know. Uh, yeah. I'm also that that's a self-appointed uh, what would you call that an accomplishment I guess it's an accomplishment fact yeah. feet uh, that's F-E-A-T for all you sickos <laughs> out there don't get it twisted uh, don't need any of that in the podcast but uh, yeah everything's been going well uh, and Jordan we're coming off kind of a nuts nuts night last night uh, for us recording on the Thursday uh, but you guys all listen to us on Friday or Saturday or Sunday whatever just listen to it before the Monday podcast uh, <laughs> but we, uh, we we saw some insane finishes down the stretch of some of these games, which yep. included uh, the newly, he has like five nicknames. Uh, you know, came into the league. He was Hillbilly Kobe. <laughs> then it changed to uh, now AR 15, which is nice. Kind of like an AK 47, you know, that's uh, very good. And then the lot, the locker room, I don't like, I think it, question mark on this racism, maybe uh, <laughs> light, I, they, they were using the, the nickname light skin. For, yes. oh, yeah. for, uh, for Austin Reeves. I saw that but, video. Yeah, um, I, I don't I don't get that that one. We'll, we'll workshop that one. But AR-15, Austin hey, Reeves. Hey, if everyone's hitting. fine with it, if everyone, I, I'm cool with it. If, uh, you know, if, it, <laughs> if, if he's cool with it. But uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I, I, I loved, I loved how, even on the court before when they mobbed him, that was so funny to see this, uh, like, guy who, he literally does look, just look like a kid. And to yeah. have... Russell Westbrook, like, like throw his hands into you. Anthony Davis, like, was hugging him. LeBron. Uh, this, this might be a turnaround moment for the. This is this is what champions champions are made of. Uh, you know, a, a shot in a game like that. So, for go, sure, go AR fifteen, my man. So yeah, so everyone who uh, maybe somehow was living under the rock the past couple of days in the NBA world, uh, Austin Reeves hitting the giant uh, overtime three to win it for the Lakers. Uh, sorry, the Germaniac Maxi Kleba. Uh, not, not able to, the bank didn't count in the end of the day, the bank didn't <laughs> count. Um, but uh, a great back and forth game. Uh, the Mavericks looking a little bit stronger there, uh, but still not able to get done. Uh, yeah. Obviously besides the, you know, just the Lakers uh, overall being able to come back, it was a back and forth game the whole time. Uh, Jalen Brunson was playing pretty well uh, on the Mavericks side of things, but what's with LeBron? Is he catching the Steph juice? He's, uh, he's, he's pulling up from everywhere now. Yeah, he, well, he pulled he had, up on the one. He hit the wing three from the logo. Like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, I thought he couldn't shoot. Well, he, he, he makes one of them every – like, I feel like it's one of those things where he makes one every 15 games and then House of Highlights and every, like, uh, highlight sort of, you know, Instagram account throws it up there and, and uh, yeah, makes it seem like he does it more often. He It's still kind of a rare occurrence, but, like, he, he does he, – he is putting together a, a pretty good sort of highlight reel of those deep threes. You know, it's oh, always sure. the one – dribbling to the left uh kind of looks down at the ball acts like he's uh you know what could i be doing uh and then yeah 
pulls up and, and some of them are pretty deep. That one last night was pretty impressive. Um, and uh, yeah, you do got to give him credit. He's always been an accurate three point shooter, the ones that he takes. And uh, he, he's definitely gotten better at that deep three uh, over the course of his career. Although we've, we've talked about this before, if, if that's the shot he's going to be taking and you're an opposing team, then you're still happy with that result. Uh, you, you'd rather him pulling up for those than, than driving, but I'll give him credit for that one. That one was pretty spectacular. Yeah, for uh, for sure, and I mean, again, obviously, get, uh, making some really nice passes. Uh, but yeah. it, I think uh, another thing I want to talk about in this game down the stretch, Westbrook hits that big three uh, at one point to put them up by three. Yeah, uh, only only about twenty seconds left in that game uh, when he hits that shot. But then he gets a, the same shot, same spot in the corner, and then he actually, for the first time in his life, thinks, "Hmm, should I be the one pulling up for three to win yeah. this game?" <laughs> And, you know, he makes the pump fake, drives in, and then kicks it out to Austin Reeves, who hits that game winner. So uh, yeah. I, I don't usually give him a lot of props, but uh, props to Westbrook on that because, I mean, I've never uh, yeah. I've never seen him make such a good decision, uh, unselfish decision like that. So I, I, I'm, I'm kind of – it's a backhand compliment. Uh, yeah. it's, I believe that's what the, the Players Association calls a neg, uh, <laughs> I believe. Uh, you would know, Jordan. Uh, you're you're oh. one of those guys. Uh, but yeah, it's a, uh, it, it, it was nice to see. It was refreshing. And I mean, even Anthony Davis, he was getting it down on the boards, hit a couple nice, uh, turnaround jump shots, still yeah. super soft inside the paint. Not really sure what he's doing there. Um, but yeah, definitely a better looking Lakers team that we've seen barely just, just ba- to be fair, to preface this, just barely beating the Mavericks who aren't really that good. Uh, and the Mavericks without Luca. Uh, so, you know, every time you try to make yeah. it, you know, you, you try and get a sort of positive outlook on the Lakers. There's always kind of something that that holds you back from going all in on them because yeah they, they just barely be, beat this team if at the end of that game Kleber and I think it was Porzingis didn't wrestle each other for the fucking rebound yeah. there was, uh where, where the ball popped out to Ellington who, who who managed to eventually get a wide open three like that was such a freak play they the Mavericks had that rebound um and ended up bobbling it um you know if if, if the Lakers lose a game like this uh, especially when you see your big three playing decently well and everyone trying mm-hmm. And to be clear, they easily could have lost this game. Um, and then you look at it and, you know, it's all gloom and doom because uh, the, the Mavericks, who aren't that good anyway, without fucking Luka Doncic, uh, who, you know, everyone everyone knows is, is the, the only way that the Mavs will ever be, uh, you know, th- this year as constructed like a, an elite team, um, you know, that, that's a really bad loss. So it's, it, it's the NBA. It's a make or miss league. You can, uh, you know, w- w- one, one thing, the ball falls differently here. Um, and, and we're talking about, you know, a, a different outcome. And looking at the Lakers totally differently. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to keep a, a, a level head here um, and, and, you know, keep my skepticism uh, about the Lakers alive, even though uh, it, it did kind of, you know, at the end, like, like we're talking about the whole, you know, the celebration uh, in the locker room after it did feel very like galvanizing and almost for the first time this year, like the Lakers looked like a, you know, a team that actually liked being around each other and was, mm-hmm. you know, excited. And, uh, you know, some, sometimes games like that uh, are, are super important. You know, you look back uh, and you think that's kind of when we all came together. Um, you know, I, I don't know if that's in the cards for the Lakers this year. I still have my doubts, but that was, that was a, a, a good, a good win on, on national TV. And uh, it was a really exciting game. Like some of the best sort of, highlight worthy shots made uh, down the stretch of that game. Mm-hmm. Porzingis uh, at the end of regulation hit kind of like a leaning to the right uh, uh, sort of mid range long two. Uh, Hardaway had a really big kind of deep three. Oh yeah. Huge shot. Yeah. Uh, Kleber had the, the lucky, uh, you know, the bank is open uh, three from, from dead on uh, almost, which was always the hardest bank to, to hit. 
So, you know, it was a little bit of a luck there, but uh, it was a really, really entertaining game. And um, I, I also, when I was kind of going over my notes uh, about it, uh, looking at uh, Jalen Brunson, you said it, he had a really good game, I think 25 and nine. Yeah. Um, and it, to, to see him perform like that when Luca's out, um, it just kind of makes me think, you know, m- maybe games like this, uh, you know, if, if he can sort of keep his stock high, if the Mavericks are looking around, you know, if anyone needs a, a solid point guard um, you, like Brunson, uh, you know, they, they might be able to, to trade him and, and get someone in there who complements Luca a little bit better. Cause I think when, when Luca has the ball so much, you're, you're losing a lot of production from a guy like Brunson that, mm-hmm. that you'd otherwise get, uh, you know, if he had more opportunities. So, um, but you know, at the end of the day, it's a good, good, good sign for the Mavericks here too, that you can be in a game like this um, and, you know, have, have a, a good sort of offensive, uh, you know, trio at the end of the game there with, with Brunson and, and Porzingis and Hardaway. Um, and, you know, th- this is kind of galvanizing for, for both teams. I think, I think both teams can t- take away positives here um, and uh, just super entertaining game. It was, it was, it was great all around. Well, yeah. And I mean, in the last podcast we talked, there's a lot of, guys on the Mavericks that are probably going to be dangled as trade bait and yeah. uh, you know who knows uh, depending on the way they want to start reworking things uh, Jalen Brunson could be one of those guys that uh, with Luca out for a little bit uh, yeah. or just even in when he ever gets these chances with Luca off the court to really show what he's got and I think he, yeah. he really did a great job of that so far uh, and again Kristaps another guy who's having kind of like some career numbers but again not doing anything with it uh, yeah definitely some empty stats but i mean at the end of the day people are just going to be caring about the numbers and uh that's going to be a big thing i mean he had 23 and 12 uh i believe he had uh he 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 only had two blocks this game but i believe uh the last game before that he had like five or six blocks uh so yeah he's protecting the rim really well he still can't post up a lick uh i mean he was posting up lebron and then like for like two seconds then he would pass out and it's like you got the you got the advantage there man you might as well try something yeah, yeah. You can't baby hook him. You can't baby hook LeBron. <laughs> like it's 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 brutal. I, I again, you know, I, I don't like the big guys that can't uh, can't do anything down low. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes down the line. But when you're talking about the Lakers celebrating, it actually kind of reminds me. I actually had a kind of a different take on it. Yes, it's galvanizing, and yeah, they're getting through it. It kind of reminded me. Do you remember? I don't remember what show he was on. Some stupid late night show. Uh, late great, late great Kobe Bryant is on a uh, some talk oh, show, yeah. and they show and they, yeah, they show. They show him the clip of Jeremy Lin, Carlos Boozer, <laughs> Nick Young celebrating after they they broke a twenty game losing streak or something ridiculous. Hey, that's the greatest uh, Laker team of all time. Thank you. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's a meme team. Oh, that is a meme team. Yeah, you're right. Uh, just alone. Uh, and then Kobe was just pissed. Like, yeah, they shouldn't be celebrating like that. Like, they suck. Uh, there's yeah. no reason to act like that. That's kind of how I feel with these these Lakers now. It's like, oh, good job. Yeah. It took you all the way to overtime and an undrafted rookie hitting a crazy yeah, yeah. three. Probably should have been a four-point play. I don't think that they, yeah, they, he did. they didn't call a foul. He got whacked. Yeah, yeah. He, so uh, he, he he went down as as he should have, and yeah, it looked like yeah. he got hit on the arm there. But uh, yeah, it's 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 funny though that, because like you're right, and I, it's it, I kind of initially had that reaction too. Like, really, you guys are going to celebrate? But then I I kind of just go back and forth, like fighting with myself uh, about how realistic a shot the Lakers have because I've been so down on them. We've talked about them on the podcast many times we haven't really had anything good to say, but when I think about like when, you know, cause the playoffs are still a ways away and you, you'd think they're going to gel a little bit better over the course of the season. Like, uh, cause yeah, at the end of the day, they, 
especially how they've been playing, uh, you know, before this and a few of their bad losses, like it felt like they were at rock bottom, like they can't get mm-hmm. any worse. And, you know, when they get to the playoffs and provided everyone's healthy and ready to go, like it's, it's still going to be really hard to pick against the Lakers uh, in, a, yeah. in a playoff series. Like no matter how, how bad they look, no matter how much I'm going to rag on, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis not trying and the, the bad decision making of, of Russell Westbrook outside of the, uh, the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns, who I, I think would still probably beat the Lakers. Um, and, and to be clear, I can see a lot of people beating the Lakers, but at the same time, I can see the Lakers just as easily getting through pretty much any other West team. So, uh, you know, when, when you have two uh, incredible players uh, like LeBron and AD, uh, you know, whether one has, yeah, you know, the effort issues we've talked about with AD and LeBron getting up there in age, as long as those two are on the court, it's still, it's still kind of, you know, lingering in the back of my mind that, that they could still make a deep run and, you know, get to the finals for God's sake. Like that, that's still how great, uh, you know, the, the, the top tier talent on your team can sort of uh, shape your destiny. Uh, you know, if you want to put it that way. Um, and yeah. so it, uh, it, it's just hard. I, I'm still going to go back and forth with myself uh, until I see them, you know, uh, in freaking May or, or whenever the playoffs start, uh, it, it, they, they can be terrible, but as long as they've got LeBron and they've got AD, uh, they, I think they do still have a shot. Um, but uh, it, it'll take a lot more games like this and, you know, winning games for me to feel more confident going into the playoffs. Yeah. We've seen worse teams make the finals, well, even in course. recent memory, but I mean, yeah, it's be, teams, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. It'll be tough for sure. But uh, yeah, I think that uh, the Lakers, yeah, you can't count on LeBron. You can't count on Anthony Davis in the playoffs. So yeah. we'll, we'll keep an eye on the, on the Lakers, but uh, yeah, it's still, Still, definitely an asterisk, uh, a little uh, fog yeah. of war floating around the, their, their names right now. Uh, but to move on to another crazy game from uh, the Wednesday night slate, uh, probably a crazier finish in the grand oh. scheme of things. Just happened to be against two of the worst teams in the league. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I mean, who really who really wins uh, when they win? Yeah. Um, but uh, the New Orleans Pelicans, the OKC Thunder, uh, SGA hits this crazy. We're talking about nuts deep shots. I mean. It's, he hits this crazy, like, just floater, like, fadeaway thing. I don't, he just kind of chucked it up, nails it, and then was one second left, essentially, and they just pass yeah. up Deontay, Devontae Graham, chucks one up, and the prayer is answered. Bang. From full Game winner, se- 70 feet, gets the buzzer beater. Uh, March is coming a little bit early here. Uh, <laughs> to bring, uh, we're bringing in the new year in style here. I, I, I mean, the game itself, actually, was very entertaining. I mean, Brandon Ingram, uh, again, keeping up this, like, all-star campaign without Zion, the, the Pelicans yep. are just shit uh, other than Jonas. Like, I mean, it's, it, it's really, and, and again, we were talking about this before, uh, just off the podcast. I mean, yeah, uh, Zion officially out indefinitely right now. So who even knows if he comes back this season? For another four, six weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what, uh, like, what's even the point for the Pelicans? Like, I mean, Devonte Graham was probably pumped then. And then when they got in the locker room, it was like, Oh shit. Probably yeah. Not the best call. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, like uh, getting to the game in a second that just that you bring up up Zion like it, it's it's going to start looking more and more like a possibility that he's just not going to play this year because you know if it, if it goes on for too long and you're 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 really trying to be as cautious as you can when when do you say okay like it's not even worth coming back uh, this season mm-hmm. especially if you're the the Pelicans who uh, you know without Zion things continue um, even though they did get a win uh, on, on Wednesday night like they're they're not going to even sniff the play-in um, but you know, I could also see an alternative sort of outcome where they, they are sort of afloat enough with, with Ingram back playing well and, you know, 
if they can gather some momentum and, and win some games, it's not out of the question that they, they are in the plan hunt uh, going forward here. And uh, you know, if, if it might make sense to bring Zion back, depending uh, you know, when, when he can get his foot right and, and everything back together, but it's uh, it, it's not looking good. And the, we, we, again, we've, we've talked about this many times, but the, the, as the setbacks kind of build up uh, it just looks kind of more and more bleak uh, for, for Zion's future there. And, uh, and uh, there's a lot of, yeah, we're, we're going to talk about trades here uh, yeah. down the line in the podcast as well, but there, there's a lot of chatter kind of rising um, about uh, potentially trading Zion uh, mm-hmm. right now. If you're the Pelicans, you know, is that, is that the best move? It, does, does, does another team uh, who can kind of afford to wait on, on Zion a little bit more, more than the Pelicans can, like, do they sneak in there and, and, and try and uh, grab him like a team like the Knicks uh, who aren't doing too well themselves right now. Um, and, and who Zion has, you know, said would, you know, by all accounts, he'd be happy, happy playing as a Nick um, if that opportunity arose sort of down the line. So um, we'll see, but you know, the, the more he's, kept sidelined uh the, the worse the outlook is um but uh you know all things considered the that game last night was was pretty crazy it was insane like yeah. the 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 um sga shot was crazy because temple tried to foul him that's why he kind of flung it up like that <laughs> yeah temple was trying to take the foul um and and if you watch like after the uh the, the shot went in temple looked over at the ref like put his hands out like why didn't you call the foul because he clearly like reached in and tried to grab him um, and then SGA tried to go up with the shooting motion. So if it, it was a foul, it was going to be a shooting foul. And then the, the craziest, and what was crazy to me, like if it went in, that was fine, but it went in absolutely bang on, like nothing but uh, yeah. net complete swish. Uh, it was crazy. Um, and then, yeah, the, the Graham shot was just, you, you'll get that once every like 25, 30 years. Cause you, you get those yeah, prayers yeah. pretty often, but he put just, just the right amount of arc on it. That's what I noticed right away. He really flung that into the rafters. Um, and it, it fell down and, and banked in, but yeah, that, that was one of the, the craziest, uh, game winning buzzer beaters I've seen. Um, it, it's up there with like that Devin Harris one, you know, the one he's running yep, on yep. Iguodala kind Gets of from it blocked a little court. bit. Yep. And, uh, I think Rashid Wallace hit a kind of crazy one, uh, with Jeremy Lamb that was, against the Raptors uh, oh, yeah, like two years Jerome. ago. That one, that one was Half ridiculous. Court. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it, it'll go down as, as one of those crazy ones that, yeah, will, will kind of pretty much never be rec- replicated because he, he mm-hmm. had to fling that one. Yeah. From, from pretty much full court. And, uh, that, that that's one of the toughest shots uh, to, to make go in. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And I mean, as you look at the game as well, I mean, it's so funny to me because again, the thunder lose all these games. Like, again, like the more you watch them, the more I think that they just, they perfected the art of tanking because they're yeah. getting all these young guys, so many good minutes and you see all the signs that they could be good. And then they just have these random guys like, like Derek favors. What a beast yeah. on the board still. Everyone kind of forgets he's there. Uh, yeah. You know, pri- provides a lot of effort uh, and, of course, a lot of rebounding for them so they can even get these possessions. Uh, Jeremiah Robinson Earl, uh, another guy, JRE. I mean, he's not uh, a great player at this point, but the the Thunder seem like they're collecting a lot of these guys that they could develop into stop, like solid players. Uh, yeah. Obviously, I mean, SGA looking like the only one that's ever going to be like an all-star uh, But, again, in a game like this, uh, it's nice to see, you know, two teams that are – one is knowing how to rebuild and, uh, you know, develop talent. The other not knowing really what to do because they can't seem to develop any kind of actual culture there. Uh, I mean, over with the Pelicans right now, again, you have probably a better roster construction. I mean, I would would say definitely a better roster construction right now just as far as current talent uh, on your team. 
but you can't really do anything if your game plan sucks and uh, nobody really gels. Uh, I mean, there's no leader on that team. I mean, no disrespect to, to, to Ingram or you know, Valanciunas, but neither one of them are outspoken. Neither one of them are probably, you know, galvanizing the team in huddles. Uh, yeah. You, you kind of need that star power. And uh, I mean, that, that, that was going to be Zion. Yeah, you really yeah. needed someone they were going to look up to and someone they could, lead by, they could lead by example when they're on the court and off the court. But it's looking like that's probably not going to happen. And we'll see when or if it ever happens. Uh, yeah. Because it, it seems more and more likely that Zion's just going to keep pushing this and pushing this. Because, uh, we, again, we've seen this with other injuries before that, uh, you know, even in the beginning, Joel Embiid, uh, you know, he kept having a lot of setbacks uh, before he ever made his, uh, his NBA debut. Uh, and yeah. even after that, when he had more injuries coming, uh, you know, coming up later in his career, uh, there was a lot of rumblings that he was unhappy with Philly because they wouldn't let him play as much as he wanted. They wouldn't let him come back. Uh, they were yeah. forcing him to rehab all these things. Uh, so it, it definitely, you know, it, it's something that for young players, they know that they don't have their whole lives to, to sit there and wait and collect dust on the shelf. Uh, yeah. So it's, a, it, 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 it's crazy to think they still are getting the occasional win. Um, you know, I'm still begging for them to go on a Houston rocket esque run here at some point yeah. so that, uh, I can try and salvage $50 as somehow, I mean, I need the money, man. Uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be an interesting time to, uh, to see how it finishes up, uh, for the Pelicans and the Thunder. But, uh, yeah, definitely kind of a March madness vibe. A lot of young guys, still uh, a lot of kids who could be on campus right now. Yeah. Cr- crazy shot making in the league uh, Wednesday night. That was, that was a good time to, uh, to be an NBA fan for sure. Jordan, uh, can you tell the big dog, shut the hell up, man. This is no, not their I, podcast. I, I, this I, is not their I, podcast. This is not I, theirs. What do you want me to do? He, I'd be freaking I, out, man. I would I'm be freaking beta. out if I could. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, I'm, the, uh, I'm, the, I'm actually the Sigma, uh, but uh, still, I, I, I don't feel comfortable uh, Interesting. messing with the Alpha in this house. He, he, he's going to bark when he wants to bark. I thought you were the Sigma. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah. Man. Uh, <laughs> uh, but moving on, uh, Another young player that could be what just, I mean, he's younger than us recording this as a, a, a right now. Uh, but the Ant Man, Anthony Edwards, uh, you know, someone who I feel like every single time we're talking about him, we're, we're giving him even more and more praise. Uh, yeah. Somehow, we're already breaking his own record uh, with the, uh, the Timberwolves, uh, actually breaking two records. Uh, so the Ant Man himself uh, hitting 10 threes and a, a huge blowout win over the Nuggets, which is a, a massive win for the Timberwolves as a whole. Uh, but he hits the 10 threes. So that's the franchise record for most threes in a game yep. for the, for the Timberwolves, uh, something he held last year. I believe it was in, uh, in April and May. He set it with eight, uh, so breaks that. And then he also is the youngest player ever to hit 10 threes in a game, uh, crushing the record that was set by Kyrie Irving. I believe he was 22 years old when he set that one. So, I mean, Anthony Edwards looking like he might be, the number one guy moving forward. I mean, obviously cat yep. has had that around his name for a while, but uh, I mean, Anthony Edwards looking like maybe the more versatile player here. Uh, for sure. And you know, when you look at modern players, you want uh, it's normally uh, you, you think about a perimeter perimeter guy. Um, you know, we, we, we've seen it for years, the sort of prototypical uh, center spot that used to be such an important position in basketball is, kind of faded, uh, in, in importance, um, mm-hmm. mind you having someone like cat who can, uh, you know, play in the post, play in the mid range and shoot the three is, uh, one of the more valuable players that you can have. So, you know, I, I really like both of them t- together actually. Um, but, uh, it, it looks like ant is exactly what cat needed. Like a guy who can be a little bit more assertive 
um, and, you know, take, take the pressure off, off him because, uh, you know, Cat hasn't exactly, uh, you know, put a lot of confidence in the idea that he can be a number one guy, uh, you oh, know, for sure, to, yeah. to, to be frank, like he, he's, he's shown, you know, he, he's been his sort of, sort of MVP level cat for stretches. He, he, he's, you know, seemed like, or, or shown he can be one of the more dominant forces in the NBA, just can't be uh, that consistent with it and has looked, you know, uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, you know, pointed it out kind of soft at times and not oh, wanting to be that yeah. guy. So, uh, you know, Anthony Edwards, you know, I, I'm, I'm loving what I'm seeing for him and from him. And if I was the, the Timberwolves front office, I'd, I'd be so happy to have, uh, you know, those two guys, uh, you know, locked up you know, for, for the, for the future, a uh, few years to come uh, and to see them grow together because um, that's, that's a classic combo that we, we know works like the little guy, big guy, uh, two dynamic scores who can who go out and, and get you 30 uh, mm-hmm. on any given night. Uh, that's going to work. That's, that's basically all you need uh, you know, offensively. Um, and, you know, we, we looking at, you know, the, the Timberwolves as, as a whole, like they, 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 they showed how dangerous offensively they could be in that game against Denver. I think they had 75 first half points. Um, yeah, and it, yeah. the game was not really close. Um, you know, mind you, it's, you know, Jokic and, and, and the Jokic Jets out there. Like there's really, <laughs> he's, got, he's got not a lot of help. I like that. I uh, like that. No, we should start pushing that. The Jokic Jets. Jokic Jets <laughs> uh, down there in, uh, in Denver. Uh, he does, doesn't have, you know, the, the help he, he's used to having, but um, the, 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 the Wolves really put the smack down, you know, and everyone is hitting threes. I, I think they, they hit 23, uh, as a team and that's three off their, their franchise record. They hit 26 mm-hmm. uh, in a game in 2020. So, you know, Jaden McDaniels hit a few cat was hitting threes D obviously Pat Bev got in there. Um, and you know, they're, 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 they're a pretty dangerous offensive team. And, you know, it, it was funny because one of the last times we talked about the Timberwolves, I think they were sitting at, at fourth in defensive rating, which was kind of a surprise uh, given their personnel, but they're back down now at 14th, which, which makes yeah, a lot more sense. sense, but yeah, still, still they're only 22nd uh, in offense, which uh, is kind of surprising to me because, uh, they've just got so many weapons. Um, and I, I think maybe there's, there's a way to sort of, you know, move them up, uh, in the offensive rating in the league here, especially when you see a game like that, uh, last night. Um, and I, I think, you know, for, for Ant-Man specifically, he, he should have the green light to take those threes uh, on any sure. given night. Like, I, I think he's shown that he, he's not like a, he's, he's not the same guy was in his early part of his rookie year who was really inefficient. Like, he, he mm-hmm. can, uh, you know, at a good clip and at a good efficiency, hit those threes. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think he, he should be given the ultimate green light to go and do that. And then, you know, Cat can do his thing in kind of a secondary role. Um, and I think offensively that that really works. Like where you're getting in, into trouble with, 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 you know, the Timberwolves, is you've got D'Lo who's kind of in there taking shots that I think should go to one of those other two guys a lot of the times. Yeah. And, and uh, we, we've talked about this before and, and you, you've brought it up that, Delo is not really the answer there. And I still believe that no, he sucks. You know, he, he's, <laughs> he sometimes looks, looks okay. And like, he's holding his own, but he, he's not the guy you want. Uh, you know, especially as uh, you know, Anthony Edwards and cat uh, aren't the strongest defenders. Uh, no, you, no. It'd be better to have a, a guy who, you know, you could depend on out there. Unlike Patrick Beverly, um, uh, you know, who, who can defend and, and, you know, score in spots and, you know, get those two guys, the ball. I think that would make a world of difference for them. Um, and, and, you know, I, th- I think honestly, Delo is part of the reason they are that 22nd in offense and not like 12th or something. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, 
it's a tricky situation because I think Minnesota, you know, they, they can have good games like this. They're still sitting at ninth. And, you know, I don't think ultimately they're going to be able to make all that much noise in the playoffs this year. And, you know, Cat is kind of right dead in the middle of his prime. So I think if I was them, you know, like a lot of like a lot of other, uh, you know, teams right now, I, I would feel like a kind of fire under my ass to, to get something done and give those two guys, uh, you know, s- some more help. Um, and, you know, maybe, maybe you do look at Ben Simmons more seriously if you're, if you're the Timberwolves yeah. and, you know, if, if you have, um, you know, Anthony Edwards, Ben Simmons and Carl Anthony Towns, that's, uh, I think that's a formidable big three. If you can get Simmons to buy in, he's exactly the guy that, you know, would provide that defensive uh, sort of backbone for that team. And I think that's a really good team going forward. Um, yeah, because, I, think, uh, I think that's a great trade too. I mean, that's a good fit for Philly too, to get the stretching the floor playmaker yeah. for D-Lo to match up with the beat. I think, yeah, I think that's a perfect trade. Yeah, for sure. And it, it, it's kind of swapping out, uh, you know, what, what, what you need, um, you know, for, for, for what the other team needs, it, it would be perfect. Um, especially, yeah, like you're saying with, with D-Lo, like he, he needs a, uh, you know, defensive minded team around him and, and that's what he would have in Philly uh, and he could get, yeah. just go do his thing. Um, and so, so yeah, if, if, if a deal like that could get done, um, you know, I, 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 I would love to see it because, you know, the money would be it, close. It, it would, it would, you know, you know, you, from the Timberwolves perspective, um, I, I think you would, I think you would do it. Like if, if, if Philly would take anyone except for cat uh, and, and Ant-Man, like I, I would, I would pull the trigger on that if I'm Minnesota. It just depends. Definitely. Depends what Daryl Morey thinks of uh, D'Angelo Russell. And uh, as a uh, advanced stats lover uh, that yeah. we know Daryl Morey is, I, it's going to probably be hard, uh, you know, to convince him. But you know, you put the right package together. Um, you know, make, make, a lot of people are high on McDaniel's. Um, I think he's got a lot of room to grow um, as you know a, a long, a long guy who can sh- has shown he can stretch the floor. He's not shooting the ball that well this year, but mm-hmm. a game like last night, he, he hit a few threes and and was looking pretty good. Um, so, so, you know, we'll see, but I, I, I would just really like to see a more competent team around Anthony Edwards and, and, and cat, because I think those two, that combo really makes sense. And uh, it's kind of just naturally happening, which is lucky for, for Minnesota that someone is kind of overtaking cat and becoming that kind of alpha scorer. because uh, yeah, like I said, I, I don't think he was ever really going to be super successful in that. I think it'd be, he could be a great number two, like a, the, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, one, two punch, uh, as, as the one B, but, but he does really need that one a, and, you know, we, we were thinking, you know, does he need to go somewhere else to find that? Does Minnesota have to go and, you know, make some sort of trade for it, but it's looking like they, they drafted their own version of that. So, so, so good for them. Uh, it's not going to be a, a, a great season this year, unless a big trade, you know, they, they, they pull the trigger on a big trade, but they're definitely moving, uh, in the right direction as long as they've got those two guys. Yeah. And again, yeah, cat, Still solid. I mean, he's a top three center. No, no, probably not top three. Definitely top five. Top uh, five. I, I mean, people. some people think he's a lot better than he is uh, just because, again, you look yeah, at the stats. Yeah. Uh, he, he's technically, by the numbers, he's like the best shooting big man ever. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, which is crazy to think. But, again, I'm sure that record will be broken in like two, three years. Uh, yeah. And, and, again, one of the things that, you know, talking about broken records, uh, I just want to get that in there before, uh, you know, we finished talking up about the Timberwolves and uh, Edwards' uh, historic night there. Uh, you know, a lot of those threes were in garbage time too. I just want to true. say, like, like yeah. I, I think three, two or three, at least maybe four. So I, I, I will give him his respect, but they weren't like. I would be way more impressed if he did this in a close game. I'll just say that. Sure, sure. But, uh, and I mean, to be fair, it's also it's they're they're not really real real records. I mean, a franchise yeah. record 
But I mean, a franchise record for like the Lakers or the Celtics, that's something. But I yeah, mean, a franchise for sure. Laker for the, the Timberwolves, not, not, you're not doing much. You know, uh, Ricky Rubio in 2013. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think actually it was uh, Kevin Love tied it. And then uh, he had eight at one point as well. And then it was like, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Uh, one of those Serbiak? guards. That they had. No, 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 no. It was uh, one Marbury. of those guards from, yeah, it was Marbury. Thank you. Oh, it was? Uh, yeah, it was Marbury. He had eight as well. I think he had the record for quite a while, quite a while before Kevin Love tied it. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. What, what I was going to say is, you know, we talked about it. Uh, we formally actually, we, 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 we spoke it into existence. Uh, we kind of knew it was good. It was, a, it was inevitable, but uh, I mean, Steph Curry breaking the three point record all time. Oh yeah. We should uh, touch on it. Yeah. Just, uh, just to confirm that that did happen. Uh, cause we, we said it, we said it happened before it even happened because yeah. we weren't going to be able to talk about it uh, on a timely, timely basis there. Um, but Ant-Man uh, I'm, he's already going off for three and we've kind of talked about this, that, you know, a guy like Ray Allen uh, down the line, 10 years from now, like 15 years from now, he's his numbers are going to be so buried uh, yeah. in, in the grand scheme of things. Cause guys like Anthony Edwards are 20 years old and they're probably, he's already racking up the amount of threes hit. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's very possible that like, yeah, 10, 15 years from now, like the all time record is going to be closer to 4,000 to 3,000. For sure. Yeah. And you're going to see, see a lot of guys, um, you know, uh, coming into the leagues around, uh, you know, Ant's age, uh, break a lot of these records. Like, I, I don't think uh, he's going to be, I, I don't think his sort of youngest to hit, hit 10 threes in a game or whatever is, I, I doubt that's going to stand for that long because there's so no. many good, good shooters. Go crazy. Uh, yeah. So many good shooters coming into the league. And, and, you know, if, if you can shoot the ball more and more, you're, you're kind of given a role and being told, you know, sh- shoot as many times as you want. Um, you know, that that's where the game is going. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think that's good. It, it's exciting. I, I personally like watching uh, people take threes. You know, some of the old heads, even people around our age, you know, I think kind of are, are grumpy and, and grouchy about it. But um, <laughs> yeah. I, I think it's one of the more entertaining things to watch. And, um, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny to think, too, that Steph is such a good th- shooter that he didn't really have. You, you, you'd expect him to have this record. But I think, you know, it, it shows how impressive it was that he came on sort of at the point in career in his career in which he did, like we remember watching uh, him when he was kind of early on in the league, he was kind of like a sort of under the radar star. Like he was like a guy people sure, would talk yeah. about every once in a while, but you know, he had the ankle issues and uh, he was still kind of yeah. a skinny kid trying to figure it out. No one, I don't think anyone would have predicted the way his career took off oh, uh, the chance. way it has. People um, were just like, Oh, it's weird. He shoots so many threes. That was the weird yeah. thing. He has a bad ankle yeah. and he shoots a lot of threes and people, and people did not him. like it. No, and people would talk about Monte Ellis more than they talk about uh, Steph, you know, back in the day. As they days. should. Like, so, was, I yeah, would rather I gotta, talk about Monte Ellis too. What a oh, I wish he was. I wish he was in the league, Monte. Yeah, um, he should be. But uh, give it, him a ten day. <laughs> yeah, he, the Lakers could could use him. I'm telling. Yeah, there um, you go. But uh, it, yeah, it's uh, it's it's it, 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 it is crazy that that Steph didn't have that record. But um, you know, we we all knew the the three point. Uh, crown was his that it's coming for a long time so you know give him his respect and uh it was it i i really want to photoshop myself and there's the picture of uh steph ray allen and reggie miller and i you know i'm the fourth greatest shooter of all time i want to photoshop <laughs> my, my head in there i wasn't able to be no, at the game but don't do that the don't uh the that. mount rushmore it, it, it's great to to welcome steph to the mount rushmore he uh, mm, it, nice it's friend. been a long time coming yeah that's good for you guys i'm very happy for you yeah that's uh, great we we'll get together sometime soon it's also good that you're able to say this, because I don't think they knew that you were there. Uh, so it's a good thing that now they're they're going to be aware. Yeah, of now that. they, they know. Now they, they know. Wondering. 
they're put on they're being put on watch list uh you know they're they're, they're, they're being put on blast for sure yes uh, they are but as, as we move on, uh, we, we've actually been talking a lot of trade talks. Uh, I think that we're getting kind of addicted to the using the trade oh, machine. Lo- and, and yeah, it's, it's such a fun uh, little activity to go and, you know, see who would fit where. Um, and, and yeah, it's, it's after December 15th. Now it's a big chunk of players uh, that are eligible to be traded uh, now, technically that, that weren't last week. And uh, it, it's just going to heat up uh, as we move towards the trade deadline. It, it's coming quicker than, than we realize, I think. And uh there's a hell of a lot of rumors, so so I, I'm excited. We're, we're talking about Jeremy Grant, though, right? Yeah. So uh, Jeremy Grant, there's been reports uh, from. The, I mean, the Pistons are horrible, downright awful. I think they're on like a 12 or 13 game losing streak. Uh, I don't believe they've yeah. broken that yet. Uh, pretty pitiful, uh, and it's funny that like they actually were. I mean, they were bad, but they weren't this bad when before Cade came, and now the number one overall yeah. picks there, and now they uh, they can't. They're, they're scrounging for anything, anything resembling a win. Maybe it's uh, the King curse uh, after the big uh, Isaiah Stewart True. meltdown. Maybe they, uh, <laughs> maybe they lost the locker room there. Uh, but uh, you know, as we look at it, the reports right now are saying that the that Jeremy Grant is garnering a lot of interest around the league. Uh, about a dozen teams are interested in acquiring him, uh, and yep. apparently that the Trailblazers and the Lakers right now are kind of the seeming like the front runners, or at least are pursuing him the most aggressive. So. Uh, I've got a couple mock trades here for you, Flegel. Hopefully, you're going to enjoy them. I think you're going to like this first one, but it's uh, I, I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, but what I have here is uh, the Lakers get Jeremy Grant plus Corey Joseph and Kelly Olenek. I think both those guys would fit great there. Canada. Uh, yeah, and yeah, they get the Canadians there, and uh, Canadians go into L.A. Uh, I think Kelly Olenek's a B.C. guy, so you know he can just yeah. drive up home. Uh, if he if he needs to, uh, but yes, they get Jeremy Grant, Kelly Olynyk, Corey Joseph, and then they send over the 2025 first round pick, and the Pistons yep. will also get Russell Westbrook. <laughs> I think that that would be great. I mean, the, the money works really well there, and then Russell Westbrook can go play on a shitty team, do nothing, and not deal with any wins. He can get 500 triple doubles to end his career, uh, oh and then they can Lord. say like, oh, he's mentoring Cade. Yeah, I was just gonna say the last person you want mentoring your young point guard is uh, is <laughs> that, Russell Westbrook. That's already kind of an assistant, like rebounding guy too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's uh, I I love it. I, I would be very happy if if that went through. Um, I I don't see how the Pistons could ever ever consider that, but they've made some pretty dumb moves as a franchise, so I'll, I yeah. I won't rule it out completely. Um, but, you know, to be honest, aside from the fact that I don't see the trade fit, really, I don't know how well Jeremy Grant would be on the Lakers. Like, it would definitely be an improvement, but um, he's not the greatest off-ball shooter. Um, and, you know, I, I think he's, he's good when he can be sort of given the ball and, you know, is able to, to go and attack and get his own bucket. So, you know, if you, mm-hmm. if you were able to get a guy like that for a cheap price, obviously you go for it if you're the Lakers, but... I don't think he's the most natural fit on the Lakers anyway. Um, so, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't love it for the Lakers. I, I love it for a lot of other teams, but but not for the Lakers, honestly. Well, I mean, I, I think in this case, one of the only other positives I can think of, uh, you know, with Jeremy Grant going to the Lakers uh, would be they would finally make the push that I know you were talking about last week uh, that you think they, they should do uh, and make Anthony Davis the, the full-time starting five. Yeah, because uh, if they can put Jeremy Grant next to him, I think that the, that space is the floor a lot better than what they have currently. Uh, gives LeBron a little bit more to play with there, but I do agree he's not exactly the most explosive guy on the court. So I still think that they would be a pretty slow-paced uh, team. 
Uh, and he's not an amazing defender. Uh, he's, yeah. he's a good solid post score and yeah, he can stretch the floor out a, a little bit here and there. Uh, but yeah, I think that he's getting, he's getting a lot of hype for a guy who's the leading scorer on the second worst team in the league. So he, he is, uh, I think, yeah. I think we should take uh, some of these stats with a grain of salt. Yeah. But you know, he, he's, he's played a lot of power forward this year in Detroit, but, but last year was pretty much a, a full-time small forward. And you mm-hmm. know, last year is when he, he, he got the big contract. He, he wanted the bigger role, came over from Denver um, to Detroit. And I, I, thought he sort of showed the best version of himself, you know, albeit on a bad team, uh, you know, last year, um, you know, 22 points per game uh, for just under five rebounds and like three assists um, and, you know, shot the ball decently well, um, you know, from three, it was 35%, which, which is good for, you know, a guy who wasn't the biggest shooter coming into the league. Um, and so, you know, this year, all of his numbers pretty much across the board have taken a hit. So, mm-hmm. you know, you're kind of selling a little bit lower on him right now, if you are to trade him, but, I think, you know, in the right situation, he can get back to that player he was uh, last year. And, you know, I, I think he can kind of be that Tobias Harrisy type of player who's like the third or fourth best player on, uh, you know, a, a good playoff team. Um, and, you know, so, you know, he wouldn't be the worst fit ever on the Lakers. Um, and, you know, it, it, it would give them another guy to go to. Um, but, uh, you know, when, when LeBron's not playing or, you know, Anthony Davis, you know, doesn't feel like trying that, that night. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think if you're giving up Westbrook to get him, the the whole the hole you really have is that point guard. Uh, you know, at that at that point, then you're putting a lot of a lot of pressure on LeBron to be the main facilitator when he's playing. Um, so so yeah, like I said, not not the most you know uh, the, the best fit with the Lakers, but the, the other kind of front runner that you mentioned, Portland, I, I think uh, would be a great place for him to go uh, if if you could convince Detroit to take on McCollum. Um, mm-hmm. That would be a, a pretty straightforward, um, you know, uh, uh, swap there. I, I, I had a mock trade, you know, it, for that scenario, it's just Grant and Olenek from a column. Um, and you'd probably, I don't know how many picks Portland has uh, laying around, but, you know, you'd probably have to attach uh, a pick to that because um, you're taking on pretty big salary in a few years on McCollum's contract. Um, sure. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, you know, if, if you're just looking to trade Grant away to, to the highest bidder, um, and you know, if, if, if Detroit would do that, I, I think you'd do that in a heartbeat if you are Portland, because, uh, you know, Dame and, uh, Jeremy Grant, I think just make a lot more sense than, than Dame and McCollum, especially at this point in their careers. Is CJ McCollum from De- uh, Detroit? I feel like he's from Detroit. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Uh, For some, we'll have to fact check that. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure that out. But that would, yeah, that would th- work pretty nicely though. They might not even have to give up a pick because I think uh, at the end of the day, I think a lot of people would say that CJ uh, CJ McCollum is better than Jeremy Grant. Uh, yep. In all honesty, yep. I mean, uh, definitely two completely different players, so it's kind of yep. hard to compare them. Uh, but again, I think for for what Detroit is, I mean, they're a tanking team. They are fine if they get a guy who's you know he he he's he's got some name value a little bit. Uh, yep. You know, he's the Walmart Dame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then CJ can, you know, get, he can average 23 and people go, Oh, maybe he would be good on a contender or something. And it's like, <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, he'll, he'll play no defense and, uh, it'll, it'll be the same CJ we, we've, we've all seen throughout the years. Yeah. Um, uh, on the other side of things, uh, I, I gave this one to you. Cause again, I also at first was like, Oh, well, they probably have to give up CJ. This is a trade yeah. that I, I thought of, uh, was Jeremy Grant to the Blazers for Rocco, Tony Snell and CJ Ellaby. Because then yeah. the Pistons, I think that would actually be better long-term for Pistons. And according to the fanspo trade uh, analyzer, uh, the Pistons would actually be 
like positive. They would actually win two more games. Oh my uh, God. And the Trailblazers would lose two more games. Uh, but I, I, I don't think that would actually be the effect in real life. Uh, yep. But I mean, you get uh, no. Tony Snell, you get Tony Snell, the GOAT of uh, running around doing nothing. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, That's perfect for a, a tanking bit. team. You, you, you want yeah. players to run around. If you want to tank, yeah, Tony Snell's the man. Return of the King. Uh, he, had, he had his time in Detroit. Uh, and then Rocco uh, going there. I mean, he can play pretty much three, four, five uh, if need be. I mean, he could even play the two. Uh, great defender. Uh, yep. Would be a good veteran guy to have around there. I mean, obviously, he's not going to be a, a superstar for your team, but uh, he'll, he'll work hard and he can – he can help them develop into the, the into the next couple of years, and then CJ Ellaby, uh, he was a, a a really late pick for them uh, for the Trailblazers uh, this last year. But I mean, he's not playing. Yeah, get the Pistons get some kind of youth, and then the Trailblazers can try and make a push because they're eleven and fifteen right now. It doesn't look like the the play uh, playoffs or even the 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 play in tournament uh, may be within reach. So yeah, uh, if the if if any of these teams, I mean, between the Trailblazers and the Lakers, I mean, uh, the Trailblazers definitely gonna have to play a little bit more uh, desperate to get uh, a guy like Jamie Grant try and get them out of this hole. Yeah, for sure. And uh, you know, if 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 they are gonna be really stubborn about, uh, you know. Or, or, or not even stubborn. If if Dame's going to be stubborn about you know not leaving, um, and there, you know CJ McCollum, we all know is a hard contract and a hard player to move. So you know if if those two are stuck together, um, and you can get a player like Grant uh, and basically just give up you know Robert Covington and you know uh, like you said kind of a young pick and and Tony Snell, you you do that in a heartbeat uh, if you're mm-hmm. Portland because uh, that that gives you. Uh, you know, another guy who can go and score the ball and uh, a much better suited front court player than, than Robert Covington is uh, to the Blazers right now. Uh, even though, you know, you'd say Covington's a better defender and he is. Um, but I, I think the Blazers down the line, even though defense has been kind of their biggest weakness, um, you know, throughout this run that they've had, uh, I think they would do better with a more versatile offense, uh, you know, that doesn't put so much pressure on, on the two little guards uh, you know, Dame and CJ. Um, and I think, you know, it's kind of a counterintuitive thing, but I think just as a team overall, they would get better, including their defense. Uh, Cause yeah. those guys wouldn't have to do, you know, wouldn't be so gassed on the offensive end. Um, and even a guy like Norman Powell, you could basically say to him, like, just be a defender for us. Uh, you know, we, we, we really just needed to hit open shots and, uh, and play defense. Cause you know, Jeremy Grant can take care of that uh, secondary scoring there. Um, so it yeah. Gives I, you I would some love more that. length as well. Because I mean they're yeah, pretty short sure. team right now, very short team. Oh God, they're they're like the the Dame, CJ, and Norman Powell. Your your first three. It's just when it comes to yeah size in the NBA against so many skilled size you know guys with yeah. big size in the West. That's a recipe for disaster. So, hundred uh, percent. And you know Jeremy Grant's a, a decent defender. Uh, you know he especially put him on a a good team. He he is he is long and he is uh you know got good foot speed and. You know, he showed some mm-hmm. stuff in Denver that he, he can be a, a good team defender. Um, and also, did you know that Jeremy Grant is Horace Grant's nephew? That's not true. It is true. Really? I'm telling you. Well, I mean, that and would mean because there's Jerry. Alike. There's also Jerry and Grant. The yeah, the that's his brother. For the Bulls. Yeah, and then I think there might be a third Grant brother. I might be uh, wrong. But yeah, I thought there was a third one. Jeray Grant or okay, well, Grant or I don't know why I know that because I don't know I've never heard that name before, but I knew there was a third one somehow. <laughs> but yeah, Jerry and Grant, I remember. But uh, yeah, interesting. Because uncles, well, I mean, uncles, old Horace, the uh, Bulls and uh, Magic legend. Um, well, they play so similar. They <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, Horace Grant was always known for running up and down the court. Uh, really athletic guy. 
<laughs> definitely, definitely not just a low block uh, like old school big man. Uh, Horace Grant Horace got a little, the man, man. He's got a little bit of a uh, Chuck Hayes in him, uh, in my opinion, uh, and that's a compliment for the record. That's definitely yeah, a compliment. Kind of like old school Charles Charles Oakley, uh, but uh, he he had game in him. They the Bulls were pissed when uh, when he left for the Magic because he was a pretty big part of their their early success, early nineties. Uh, so yeah. shout out Horace Grant, yeah, and they do kind of look similar. Bit of a ring chaser. Maybe you should get the goggles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd yeah, be cool yeah. with the goggles. I'm always down for the goggles to return. Nobody wears oh. them anymore. Oh my except god, for... Jeremy Grant with the goggles? That that's how he's going to reinvigorate his career here to actually become a, a winning player. Uh, Who the yeah. hell was it that, that just got the, the the goggles broken off their face? That Dwight Howard was getting to the Lakers game recently. Dwight Howard spiked oh, the ball, yeah. saved it out of bounds. I don't know who it was. I'm trying to remember right now. Uh, hits him in the face, and then LeBron picks up the guy's like goggles and starts wearing them. That's like, that's oh LeBron. yeah, it was. What the um, hell are you doing? Yeah, Give it back to the a, guy. You're not you're not here making memes, man. This guy's just got hit in the face. We got to get this game going. <laughs> and yeah, Katie, Katie chimed in on, on Twitter on that one. Said he was uh, he was dying of laughter. Yeah, that was uh, not cool, LeBron. COVID's going around, man. You can get it through your eyes. True, true. Get through anything. Uh, <laughs> I hope everyone's staying safe out there. Uh, and, and then to finish up the podcast uh, today, the last topic we want to talk about. Uh, you know, we we're talking about Monte Ellis. He should be getting a ten day. Uh, another guy I want to I want to say I want to say free the Brody. Uh, I want OJ Mayo back in the NBA. Oh Lord, uh, he was he was one of the best high school players ever. If you've never seen it, uh, let's go look at his resume. Uh, he's amazing. Uh, definitely, I mean, he's banned for a lot of reasons though. <laughs> I think the ban's actually lifted, but I, I don't think he'll be coming back. Uh, but OJ Mayo, one of the, one of the greatest ever, uh, in my opinion. Uh, but Isaiah Thomas, it's IT time. Uh, he, 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 he said he just needs a chance. He keeps doing those Twitter videos, videos of him crying after playing pro-am games and stuff. Uh, he plays his first game for the Grand Rapids uh, in the G League, dropped 42. Next day, signed by the Lakers. Uh, and then we, we just found out today that uh, Russell Westbrook will be uh, – I, I actually now have to correct myself. When I say Westbrook, I always want to say Westbrook. Uh, I'm, I'm, just I, it's, a bad, it. it's a bad habit. Um, it's not going to be ironic soon. I'm just going to be doing it. Uh, but yeah, so Westbrook, uh, unfortunately though, he's, uh, entered COVID protocols right now. So he, uh, might be out for a little bit of time here. So, uh, yeah. it's all working out right now. Uh, Isaiah Thomas is getting his second stint now in, uh, with the Lakers definitely didn't work out the first time. Uh, no. but I mean, uh, Fleek, what are you looking at right now? I mean, do you think Isaiah Thomas could be a difference maker for this team or is this kind of a, a, a rough fit? Uh, if he can hit threes, then, I think he'll be fine. Like as long as LeBron's out there, uh, you know, uh, running the offense and Anthony Davis is doing his thing, like on a healthy Lakers team, I think he can contribute uh, again, as, as long as he can hit his open threes, he's just such a minus defender. Um, and mm-hmm. he's just so easy to pick on, you know, no fault of his own. He's under six feet tall for God's sake. Um, but uh, couldn't imagine that. <laughs> Matt, come on. We know you're five, seven, five, seven, right? Nah, no, definitely not, man. That's if I was five seven, then uh, I mean, I'd be the tallest five seven person that's ever existed. <laughs> I'd be very um, humble but, too. Well, and the the crazy thing about uh, Isaiah Thomas and LeBron playing together is like the last time they did one, like did not like playing with him by by all accounts. Like he, he was not no. uh, he was not a happy uh, camper. They did not work well together. I remember LeBron hit that fade away from the uh, the free throw line against the Timberwolves uh, midway through that season. The, the, the same season we've talked about, I think it was 2018 after Kyrie was traded. Um, yeah, and for Isaiah Thomas. Well, ex- exactly. And then he just ended up trading all the older guys away, like Crowder and Wade and, and Isaiah Thomas. And uh, 
LeBron hit that shot and Isaiah Thomas was trying to go up and celebrate with him, but like LeBron was not even like acknowledging him. And he was like a little like toddler trying to get uh, the attention of a grown up or something. And uh, yeah, when I remember, you know, I, I look back on, on their time as teammates and I'm like, okay, really, really LeBron, did you sign off uh, off on this? Like, uh, I don't know. Um, but you, you are right. Like he, this is the opportunity. If he, if he is going to make a difference, it's going to be when Westbrook's out. So, so we'll see. Uh, Cause always, always root for, for Isaiah Thomas though. Um, because uh, he, that one legendary season uh, in, uh, in Boston uh, yeah. really cemented him as uh, you know, one of the all time kind of like uh, hot for a short period of time, like up there with like Lynn Sanity and, and uh, sure. you know, other stints like that, where uh, a well, guy you- was amazing, but it didn't really last long. I mean, one of the, the best performances in the playoffs we've ever seen, you know, dropping 53 uh, in the playoffs in honor of his, uh, his sister who had just passed the day before. I mean, yeah. again, that, that's what, like, that is one of the, the biggest scumbag moves in sports history. Danny Ainge, who's now yeah. uh, going to be he- heading basketball oh, yeah, operations for the Jazz. Uh, yeah. So if, if you haven't heard that, you heard it uh, right here, right from the big dog. First, note. you heard it here first. Uh, yeah, you heard, right here. Quote us. Not whoever reported it like a day ago. Me, right now. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, him getting traded from the Celtics uh, as a whole was kind of a big debacle. I mean, I, I, you come off a season where he was in the top five of MVP voting for God's sakes. Uh, I mean, uh, he, he was in the top two or something for, or top three for scoring almost 30 points per game. Uh, and I mean, at five, nine or whatever the hell he is, five foot eight. Uh, it's just remarkable to see what he can do, uh, do with the ball. He's again, he's had these chances. He's kind of come back and around. But uh, definitely, uh, you know, the biggest knock on him is, you know, he, he plays hard on defense, but when you're five seven five nine whatever the hell, it, you yes. can't guard these giant point guards. I mean, can you imagine yep. if Ben Simmons was playing right now, like a 6'10 <laughs> point guard just going down oh on him? Like, it's, it's, it's tough to, it's tough to, for, to game plan for that uh, yeah. defensively. Um, but again, he, he's made the most of his career, uh, even his time in Sacramento when he used to play with DeMarcus Cousins, Rudy Gay. Uh, you know, he was, he was a great player, uh, yep. had time to the Suns as well. I mean, we can go on and on. I mean, he's, he's kind of like Shaq. He's kind of collected the NBA he rainbow is. at yeah. this point. Um, but yeah, it, it's always nice to see guys like that coming back. Uh, even you know, if it's not for good, it's just nice to see them uh, still kicking around, still getting some love from the league and, uh, you know, it's players because, yep. uh, you know, he does work his ass off. And I think that because of the, the whole HDMH, uh, if you don't know, that's yep. the Marcus Stroman height, height, uh, height doesn't measure heart. Yeah, he's uh yeah, fuck Strowman. Uh but he uh yeah, he's a he, he's he's a great guy and so it's it's, it's nice to see uh him, him getting some time with the Lakers and who knows, uh maybe he'll be there to stay. Uh they don't really have a ton of facilitators right now. Like I mean, yeah. uh after Westbrook, you I mean you got like you got Kendrick Nunn, uh who's you know not really gotten that many much burn. I know he's kind of been in and out uh as of late, but uh yeah, not, yeah, not he's a whole been injured lot of point and... guard depth. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, uh, good for IT, but Nate Robinson's punching the air right now, man. He he wanted this shot. There's only so many opportunities for the really yeah. short NBA players Nate, going around. Jordan, Nate, Nate Robinson was punching the air a couple of years ago against Jake Paul, too. So, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been punching the air for a while. Very good. That was yeah, – I, I spoon-fed you that one. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Good, good for Isaiah Thomas. Uh, don't know if it'll last long, but – uh, I, I want a nice little, little, little run here. The Lakers got a win. They got it. Let, let's see, like, uh, nothing standing in your way. LA Lakers. I'm talking directly to you, you know, Jeannie, uh, everyone there, James worthy, uh, you know, uh, all you guys on the broadcast, uh, show me what you got. Cause, uh, uh, you know, the, the, there's, you've left a lot to be desired so far this season. So come on, give who's, me your, who's give the, me your best. Who's the next old guy they sign? 
That's what I want to know. Oh, God. I mean, they keep us on those old guys. I mean, uh, trade for Derrick Rose. Who knows? Maybe. Bring Ray Allen's going to come out of retirement. To yeah, killing Steph. Record. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he was one uh, of LeBron's favorite teammates. Why not? He's he was. Champion. He was. See what they can do here. I mean, Ray Allen, honestly, oh. I mean, even his last couple of years in Miami, you know, he that kind of Ray Allen would be serviceable for them right now. But, uh, I mean, I who knows? Right me? now. Ray Allen, why, right why, now. Why do you need Ray Allen when you got AR 15? You're right. You're right. But, He's the better uh, version. <laughs> yeah uh yeah he's the, he's the light skin version uh <laughs> but as we move on guys uh, it's going to be the end of the this episode uh i hope you all are enjoying it hope you enjoy my smooth and uh, professional smooth demeanor delivery, throughout baby. this one yeah i'm trying to do what i can kind of uh, threw me off a little bit matt it, it, <laughs> i was uh uh i don't know how to, how to feel um but uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't think that you've probably ever seen me like this before no but, no never no yeah no, and don't get uh, used to it uh, Monday's episode. I'm gonna be right back uh, to it. I'll maybe I'll probably try and gas myself up, start uh, going a little extra Woo! crazy. Yeah, I'll be I'll be going buck wild uh, once I can uh, break the shackles here. Um, but uh, again, everybody, uh, the continued support been amazing. Uh, we've seen the numbers. We we've, we've already surpassed our uh, all time best month uh, just in December alone, and uh, we just pretty much got started. So uh, thank you to all you guys that uh, you know keep listening, yes, uh, keep you, hitting the you. downloads. Uh, yeah, again, check us out on social media. We're still picking all that up at Big Dog Ball Talk, uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. It's all picking up. Uh, and, and yeah, feel free to share us with friends, family, whoever. I mean, it's the holidays. We're all getting together. Hopefully, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're getting together in safe circumstances and, and such. Because yep. uh, it, 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 things are looking scary right now. We talked about that in our last podcast uh, about COVID and the NBA. So uh, if you haven't heard that, go check that out. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's trying times right now so uh, we just hope that uh, all you guys are staying safe uh, having fun and are able to celebrate the the holiday season responsibly uh yep. but uh, as we but we're coming on, at you we're coming at you right through yep. the holiday season though no days yep. off right no days yeah. off making grind doesn't stop basketball nope, uh, what, what, what's that term you no, basketball never stops basketball uh, never stops never <laughs> sleeps no we're we're going we're going right right the way through i think uh christmas eve is a friday so uh christmas eve you're gonna have a nice a nice christmas eve uh, special yeah going to be beautiful and we're, we're going to preview all the christmas day games it's going to yep. be great the, the true start of the nba season christmas day baby 100 percent uh that's what we'll see where the real contenders and pretenders are who knows we'll bring back contenders and pretenders because uh i mean yep. it's kind of looking like we were on the ball on the ball for some of those predictions uh oh, yeah, but ever, everybody thank you so much for listening and as my friend jordan always said yeah don't uh don't forget those reusable bags when you go to the grocery store uh you know i do yeah oh yeah same here so many of them you uh, probably hear jordan jordan what are you doing you forgot them stupid idiot jordan do you think annie would like my impression of her yeah i mean uh, pretty spot on um Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh but but she's right (laughs) yeah i think pretty good yeah you you and a uh, yeah uh, you and a woman like i I can't tell the difference it's true it's the same to me skin Um, soft supple no, I just mean the voice. I just Decent voice. breath size. Uh, you, you do have moves, yeah. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's not something I... <laughs> no, keep going. Whatever, I feel good about myself. <laughs> it's not something I'd ever want to bring up, because I'm sure you're embarrassed about it. But, uh, yeah. It's, no. They're nice. you got to get in the gym. you got to do something. Because, uh, you know, I, I, have to, I have to look at you from the chest up mm-hmm. every time we do this. It's not yeah. great. It's not been great. But back to my original yes. point. You... you <laughs> this is distracting you. <laughs> I'm gonna file. Do we have an HR person? Because um, I want to file something. A- anyway, look. Take. Don't forget the bags, because then you just have. You, you go. You gotta buy the plastic bags.